Patrick, we're back. Brand new episode. Sarah, we're back. Hey, you know, we are, is this our 200th? No. No, not yet. A few more weeks. Oh my God, 200 episodes, what are we Patrick. Do, what are we going to do for the 200th? Dude, you got that Fox budget. Like, let's do a cake. Let's do like, a, I mean, come on, let's spend <laughs> it, baby. Like, we need like, spe- we should do a roast. People should roast us. Oh my God, yes. Yes, let's have people roast us. Absolutely. Who's funny on the staff? Tucker... I think Steve we'd have Genevieve. a lot of people lining up. <laughs> okay, I don't know what that says. Okay, great. That's Angie what I mean. Goff. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not sure I'd want to hear it. Goff can roast us. She's hilarious. All right, I like this. We should do a roast. Yeah. 200, 200. episodes. You're like a seasoned, you're like a veteran podcaster now. You want to give out any podcast advice and you know, tips? I just hope we get 200 listeners by uh, 200 episodes. It's... <laughs> <laughs> It's been like three years. We don't have a ton, but what we have is quantity. And you know what's funny? Like I'll be out at like my, you know, you know my neighborhood or at a you know restaurant, whatever. And then a friend of a friend of a friend says, "Oh yeah, I listened to your podcast." I'm like, "What? You do?" Now I know why you're a wacko. They say, "No, I'm only kidding." (laughs) Uh, No, it's good. It's fun. It's good. It is good. It is good. It's crazy that it's 200 though. Cause you know, the yeah. fact that I paid you 200 times to do this. Oh, that's it. That's the more amazing thing. I mean, <laughs> I'm grateful every day. I'll tell you what I go. Oh God, please let him just do like 400. I, I love it. It's the best gig. It's the best gig. Can I'm very can grateful. You do, can you do a thousand please? Hell yeah. I'm, I'm hoping I'm like, let him do this forever. Um, all right. Well, where do you want to start? There's so much to talk about. I do. I, you know, we did say well, there, that just, you know, not that we'll have a lot of information, but as we were just starting this podcast, it's, you know, Tuesday morning, there's uh, breaking news. There's an explosion in New York City of some sort in Brooklyn. People have been shot. So massive police response. You know, there was an explosion in the, su- in the, um, uh, I guess not, it's not the subway, but in the um, manholes uh, the other day where people scurried from Times Square. Um, I never saw the end result of that. I think that was just, you know, that kind of happens, I guess, sometimes in in manholes, gases or whatever. But who knows? Now now this is very concerning. So Okay, uh, yeah, unfolding. Crazy. Um, yeah, on 36th Street Station, they're saying, for yeah. the DNR lines in Sunset Park. So there was, what, what I'm reading, unconfirmed reports, multiple explosions, and people have been shot. Okay, wow. All so right. We'll keep an eye on that. Breaking news here from uh, our podcast. From the podcast. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so what do you want to, so you want to start with um, inflation? Let's start with inflation. Yeah. Highest inflation since 1982. Yeah. So the March report came out 8.5%. It's just, you knew it was going to be a bad number when um, Jen Paskey uh, was setting it up yesterday, I believe, or the day before, talking about kind of letting people know it was coming and calling it the Putin price increase. Okay. Which, listen, is completely disingenuous. I mean, yes, gas prices are up. Some due to Russia. They were moving up well before Russia invaded Ukraine. Some of the increases you can contribute to um, what's happened in the last, uh, you know, eight weeks. 
However, you know, to, to try to portray this, I mean, you know, prices, consumer inflation has been increasing for the, you know, every month for the last year. Um, it's bad. 8.5%. I mean, people can't afford, people can't afford groceries. People can't afford to do, uh, you know, buy things and, and then throw the gas prices in there. It's just this administration, honestly, ugh, uh, it's all over the place. It's truly all really? over the place. I think they've yeah, got a, I, I, I do. I don't think it's that bad. I, I think they have a lot to handle. I mean, okay, obviously we, we all know like Afghanistan, the exit was a complete disaster. But, you know, I think he's doing pretty well with monitoring everything in the Ukraine, trying to you help as much as... Ukraine's going to be destroyed. Did you see the Zelensky interview on Sunday night on no, 60 Minutes? tell me about it. was I mean, fabulous. What are we going to do unless we commit to getting involved? You know, the sanctions... Look, we know Putin has money hidden everywhere. Oh, my God, crypto, all these things. I mean, what are you going to do? He, the guy's got endless resources. Zelensky I mean, unless, was very critical of Biden in the interview. All right, tell me. He, well, I mean, look, again, it's his country. He's trying to save it. He's fighting as hard as he can. The people are fighting as hard as they can. It's a difficult situation because obviously you're worried about nuclear um, weapons with Russia and Europe and everything. Um, he, you know, he, he said a lot, but, you know, in, in kind of a summary, he just feels like the United States this administration and European allies should just be doing more, right? The price, the price to avoid getting in is his country and people and people are being killed. And, you know, could we have done more? Could we have started sanctions earlier? Could we have, it's a very difficult political situation. But um, I don't know. I just I I feel like. So when he was critical of the Biden administration, what did he say that that these sanctions are a joke? They should have got. They, they should have been no, no, not that they're a joke. You know, a few other things. They should have been given weapons earlier. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> there was there was hesitation to, to from the United States in his on you know his opinion or his side of the story. Uh, there should have been more weapons sent sooner um and you know just just more um more diplomacy harder diplomacy earlier and um you know just you know yeah just do more right you know he said something to the effect that you know when 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 these leaders look in the mirror you know what do they see you know what? What will they? What will they think? And uh, it was an excellent, excellent interview. Oh yeah, he's uh, like he's unbelievable. I mean, isn't he? I mean, yeah. is there somebody that's he, like he really is? I mean, you know, listen, I compared to what we've had the last two times, and again, this isn't an anti-Joe Biden. I, you know, listen. At the end of the day, from from all indications of the forty-plus years or whatever it's been that Joe Biden has served this country through through political. Uh, positions seems like a relatively very nice man, right? Um, he he's just ill-equipped for this role, in my opinion, my personal opinion. He's ill-equipped, as was the previous president. I just don't understand how 
the United States over the last six years, this is what we've had. It's just, you know, when you really step back from it and you say to yourself, why, why, why are we getting the Trump's and again, oh, Joe question. Biden's been in Senate. I mean, he, yeah, There's, the yeah, Biden is there. He was vice president. But at the end of the day, you know, he's an 80 year old man who was a, an average senator who ran numerous times before and really didn't make much traction. Um, I, I just, I, you know, I just think we need, we need better. And listen, I wasn't a huge Obama fan, but. Obama went to the White House last week on, um, I think it was the anniversary of uh, Obamacare. They were celebrating Obamacare t- to some degree. And uh, I, I said, I kind of I kind of joked to someone. I said, Biden should never appear with Obama again because Obama just looks so smart and smooth and 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 with it compared to, you know, our president. So I was like, he should never be on the same stage again with it. <laughs> I mean, that is a good question. Why we've ended up and with by these the way, candidates. I'm rooting for president Biden. I, I like, I want the country. I want inflation down. I want jobs filled. Sure. I want, I want the economy strong. I want crime in these cities to, to abate. I want, you know, I want these progressive district attorneys to stop, you know, all their wokeness and really understand that, you know, they're hurting the people they're trying to help in the in these in these poor uh, inner city neighborhoods. Crime is out of control. It is. It's it's interesting here. I mean, everybody you talk to here, not everybody, but a lot of people um, guy just met the other day I was texting him and, you know, I never heard back. And then he said, oh, I'm so sorry. My phone was stolen. Uh, I had to, you know, go through a whole thing. I had to buy a new phone. I mean, here you could talk to. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's, there's no respect. There's no regard. They're smashing grabs into stores in the middle of of the day, broad daylight. You know, the cops are told or encouraged to not, what are you going to do? There's 14, 15 people going into a store, smashing, taking whatever they want. They know the insurance is going to cover it. Hey, it's, it's like my family member here that was robbed. And they, they the LAPD, the district attorney's office, they could easily pull the cameras for the time that these yeah. people went in and bought $10,000 in Apple computer. Couldn't they see their faces? Couldn't they see yeah. an image? They haven't done one. There hasn't been one no, update. They, they don't want they to. They don't care. Because- they don't care. A, a, they don't want. They don't want to spend the time. It's the it's the opposite side of the reason people are smashing and grabbing because they know there's going to be no consequences. You know the prosecution side, and the cops honestly know they're going to arrest people, and they'll be let out within hours, no bail, and not prosecuted. So what's the point? And you have this circle of nonsense going on. And um, it's just, yeah, it's really, it's it's concerning. I mean, you know, Philadelphia, what's... Oh, I, yeah, you tweeted something. What was your tweet? Um, Philadelphia is just out of control. I mean, they, they're, they're like almost 50% up on murders over the past year. Wow. Violent crime is through the roof. The downtown area is extremely difficult. Uh, and then what do they do? 
I know people are sick of us talking masks. I get it. I've heard from people. But, you know, when you have cities like Philadelphia yesterday reinstating mask mandates, when, you know, how about we focus on real issues? And I say that COVID at this point, with the low transmission rate, people being vaccinated and boosted, the mild variant, enough, like enough. What are you doing? Reinstating masks. You know who that hurts? Kids. Kids. You know, I, I said this all along. The studies after studies after studies, the testing scores are coming out. The mental health uh, surveys are coming out. Suicide rates are through the roof. You know, the, the closing of the schools for for the length of time, masking two to four-year-olds when they're trying to learn how to enunciate and read and communicate and have emotion – I, listen, it's 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 out of control now, and and it, you know, you could you people could poo poo it. Oh, it's just a mask. Stop whining. They're missing the point. It's disingenuous, and they're completely missing the point. You know, when you are allowed as a politician to institute mandates just because you feel like you should, out of a so-called abundance of caution or for political purposes. We got a problem. And you know what? I said this a year and a half ago. It won't stop, Sarah. It won't stop. It's more and more. They take more. They ask for more. They restrict more. And, you know, I mean, that, that's my diatribe today on mass. But you know what? Enough. It's out of co- Georgetown, American University, Columbia. Going back all to in, masks. All in low green zone, according to the CDC. Hospitalizations in Philadelphia are the lowest since March of 20. And yet they're reins. And by the way, again, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. So you have a college campus who you have to be double vaxxed and boosted to attend the school, be on campus, not attend. And then you're saying, oh, by the way, you all have to wear a mask indoors, but then go to your dorm rooms and party and drink and have sex without masks on. Yeah. And then, oh, by the way, when you come inside, wear a mask. Uh, you're talking about 21 year olds who don't get sick. Hospitalizations are extremely low. Like I, I would love to, what is the thought process of these people? Right. You think I just, the thought process is just trying to protect their older staff. Maybe. No, even? no, they could wear a mask. No, absolutely not. They have to be double vaccine booster. So what do you okay? think? You think it just continues to be the, uh, what? I mean, you I know, think I think it's progressive woke thought process. I think it's, um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think it's, it's, it's ridiculous. almost like a fashion symbol or it's almost like a, um, you know, uh, like a status symbol now of like, Oh, I'm, I'm good by wearing this mask. Yeah. I'm, yeah. you know, uh, I'm, just, I'm a little bit ridiculous. better I mean, than I, you, you are. Know, I'm, I'm enough with masks, but you know what? It's just, well, we see it, you know, it was interesting. <sighs> you, you tweeted a story. Um, maybe Axios did it about the, the school districts in our area, yeah. Fairfax. And, and when the masks came off for kids in schools, COVID came down. Do, do people understand with the BA one masks were masks were, implement or reinstated back in November in our entire area. Okay. The surge started in December and ended in February. They took the mass off. Finally, no surge, no increase, no increase in hospitalizations. Look what's going on in Hong Kong. Okay. They've been in mass for two years, mandatory, 
more strict lockdowns. And you know what? They're having a massive surge. This theory that fake mass theater was going to work or did work. Show me a study where it said mass really worked. You can't find one. You know why? Because they're not out there. Well, they, the way, they're OK. Wait, wait, we always say that. But and then people do tweet at us. So you no. know that KN95 masks are the most effective and those yes. have a 60 okay. percent. We're talking about. You, you think kids going to Georgetown are wearing KN95s? No. I thought they said something in the article that they would give them out. Or Anyway. Oh, please. The whole thing's a joke. I mean, listen, I know people are sick of this topic, but you know what? It's, it's relevant because you have cities like Philadelphia, and I guarantee you soon Montgomery County, Maryland, and Washington, D.C. You know, you got to get people back to work. You got to get people back into these cities. You got to get the economy going. Somebody tweeted yesterday, um, downtown D.C., at noon on a Monday, it was like deserted, right? You have to get people back to work enough. And I'm not saying five days a week, but like. Yeah, you got to have three back days back, you know, three days back and maybe you're rotating employees. I, mean, I, I read this article a, a, a few weeks ago. It was very interesting. And it said, you know, what do you aspire for your children? Okay. You know, if you're, you know, late 30 year old, like, you you know, mom. Yeah. You know, you want to be home working fine. Okay. I get it. You don't want to commute. You don't have to worry about daycare. Fine. Well, but do you want your 23 year old who's entering the workforce being home every day by themselves? No, no, no. no. So we need to have a balance. Right. And the 38-year-old mom may have to go in three days a week for the company to understand there needs to be about 23, 24, 25, 26-year-olds should not be home alone working all day long with no social interaction other than Zoom calls. By the way, I believe now the productivity also is probably going backwards at home, right? I've said this before. The first year or so, everyone, oh, we're all in this together. Everyone's home. You, can't, you know, you couldn't go to, you know, no one's going to doctor's appointments. There was no youth sports. There was no, you know, you were home. So you worked. Productivity was great. And maybe even higher because you didn't have to commute. But I think as time has passed now, I think with all the activities going on, people out and about, setting up appointments, meeting friends for lunch, yeah, whatever, I, you know, I, I think productivity potentially is decreasing and, um, I, I th- I'm a big advocate of you got to get back into the office. And I think it hurts growth, professional growth when you don't get access. It does. It's like in, I'm interpersonal like personal relationships, interpersonal conversations, one on one, popping into a meeting, mentoring, uh, plus assessing who's who's a great employee is yeah. much, much more difficult on Zoom. Like, I just think it's time. It's time to get back to work. And as these cities continue to just throw in masks, no one's going to come back. It's going to delay it again. Anyway, that's my that's my uh, no, that's my I, rant for the day on that. I think it's a good one. I think it's a good one. Um, so what do you think about Will Smith? Uh, last on Will Smith. I'm sick of the story. Oh, you are? OK, yeah. you're done with it. OK. Ten, ten year ban. Who cares? Right. Um, who cares? You know, I, I think, um, you know, look, I mean, all right, maybe I'm reading, maybe this is like me and my conspiracy hat, but this is what I think is really 
at a tipping point and dangerous for our society, where we're almost going to go extreme, like maybe even more extreme than Trump. I think people are tired. And, you know, another example of it is this girl in Florida, this OnlyFans model. Have you seen this OnlyFans model that allegedly murdered her uh, boyfriend, but like claimed she was suicidal. So they put her under suicide watch and then released her. And then she was out at a bar drinking with her dad or in a hotel. Okay. I think the Will Smithing people are tired of seeing blatant right and wrong go unaddressed. A hundred percent. And I think it's scary because I think we're going to be leaning towards, I think people are going to go extreme in who they vote for because they're so tired of who gives a shit? No one even knows what the fucking Academy is or what they do. And and, and it's meaningless. So I listened to a podcast last week called Honesty from Barry Weiss. I don't know if you know who she is. She's writer for New York Times. Yes. And now, and she's launched Substack, right? Yeah, she 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 runs Substack, starts Substack, which is excellent, by the way. It's an aggregate for writers that you want to follow, podcasts that you want to follow, left, right, middle, center, tech, subject driven, whatever. It's an aggregate. You subscribe to Substack, and then individually you could choose to uh, pay for specific content from individuals, whatever they charge and so forth. And I, listen, I find her to be one of the best writers in the country, very, you know, rational, down the middle. Um, you know, she talks about how she was bullied at the New York Times for having mainstream opinions, not the woke progressive yeah. opinions. And, you know, anyway, so she she did a podcast with David Sachs, who former partner started PayPal worth several billion dollars. And it, it was a long podcast, so I'm not going to, but it was fascinating to me. You know, he talked about what's going on at Twitter, Facebook, Google, and, you know, a few other, you know, the main uh, tech social media companies. And he said, you know, he, he talked about deplatforming, right? How these people, you know, people, if you don't, if you don't conform your opinion to the woke people who are running these social media companies or society, you know, people come after you and then you get deplatformed. And then he said, it's extremely disingenuous in his opinion that they hide behind the fact that they're a private company and it's not a restriction of free speech. And he said, that's complete. And he used a word. Yeah. Bad word. He said, it's, he goes, this is the communication currency in our world, world right now, right? And by deplatforming these people, you're restricting their ability to communicate throughout society like other people. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, technically, it's not free speech or restriction of free speech. But he said, that's a bunch of hogwash. It's disingenuous. And people should be frightened with what's going on. Then he took it a step further and he said, What's really concerning, even more so than deplatforming, is what's called debanking. He goes, example of it, it's what happened in Canada. Okay. When Trudeau, because of the protests with the truckers, re- in, 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 um, um, implemented what's called the emergencies clause, which really was only there to prevent terrorists from moving money around uh, th- through the country for, for you know, terrorist activity. And they froze accounts, personal individual accounts. They prevented people from accessing their own money 
anyone that even touched the protest. Like a woman, he, he told the story about a woman who was selling or giving, providing like drinks and food to the truckers. She owned a store, like a deli or something. And she, her, all her assets were frozen from the store. That's crazy. Right? It's crazy. And he said, there's, there's, and he goes, in this country now, you know, he, he left PayPal. He goes, what's happening now is you have PayPal who is who is not or canceling accounts for people who then who, who maybe say something on social media that is not a popular opinion or not in the mainstream left wing of, of opinions. So they can't even use PayPal. And then, yeah, he took it a step further. He goes, you know, people will say, well, just start your own you know, social media company. Right. Well, Parler tried that. And again, I'm not a fan of Paula, by any means. But what they so then what did Amazon do? Amazon Web Services, AWS, said, oh, you're not going to use our platform. And then what did Google say? Well, you're not going to use ours. Yeah, I mean, they have a monopoly, right? On, yeah. I mean, so where are you going to? Was, it was absolutely enlightening to me. Oh, I want to listen. That sounds really good. That, that, you know, we have to pay attention to this. And it's and he used the example of Alex Jones real quick, and then I'll move on. When uh. when when all the social media companies banned Alex Jones, right, and rightly so. I know I kind on, of agree with that. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he said that, but everyone cheered, right? But then it was somebody else. Then it was somebody else. Then it's then it's more mainstream opinions. Then you know somebody treats something anti whatever, and now they're gone, right? And it it never is only that. It's never just the extreme I know. disgusting case. Oh, I mean, and you saw Jack Dorsey came out, head of Twitter, and regrets the decision to um, ban Trump because he said it started this this very bad cycle. And um, so, anyway, it was. You should listen. It's it's fascinating. Um, I will. And, uh, I will. I mean, I, it, 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 it's in light. It's very it's very scary. And, and the problem with know. this, wo- the problem with the wokeism and the progressivism is it pushes, you know, people that want to have debates, you know, debates, nuance. It pushes them to just not say anything and start to vote extreme the other yeah. way in silence, you know, yeah. because they don't want to be canceled. They have families. They don't want to. Yeah. Exactly right. So losing that's their what he job. said. He goes, people, people refrain from giving their opinions or thoughts or very dangerous. What they, would, what they believe to be honest debate. And he said, the problem right now is it's only on one side of the political thought process. People who espouse or put out tweets anti-right, way right. And again, it could be terrible thought process, right? But they're not getting canceled. Well, it's only it's only the one side. Okay. Well, who's an example? I mean, who's gone? He said there is there is no examples. He said people the the woke progressive social media. I don't know. I mean, don't you feel people like Whoopi and you know? I I mean, I don't think a lot of people unless you're you're that extreme like the View, right? I mean, I don't think people. I mean, he said he said canceling Whoop. He said suspending Whoopi was ridiculous. But keep in mind, Whoopi's opinion wasn't necessarily left. She basically said that, you know, the Holocaust wasn't racist. 
It wasn't about race. It wasn't about race. I know, but come on. I mean, that's, you know, no, look, I don't, I don't think she should have been suspended. I don't think she should have. I don't think she should have been suspended either, but, um, Anyway, oh, it's, it's an interesting topic that, is. you know, we, you know, we should pay attention to. I mean, obviously, you know, the legal experts, are, oh, it's you're, you're, it's not, you know, it's not restricting free speech. But, but his but, opinion is very disingenuous to just hide behind that argument. The problem right? is, though, these guys have such a monopoly now on, you know, to your point about Google, Amazon. Who are you going to go up against? You can't just start your own no, social media. No, so. No. I get what he's saying, you know, okay, these private companies. Well, when there's only four big guys, private companies controlling everything, it's an issue. That's, that's really fascinating. He said that that the banking should absolutely frighten you to the core. That if you say something or do something that doesn't conform to what the social media platforms, political beliefs are, um, well, isn't that you. the rise of of, of uh, crypto and blockchain is, you know, you're going to be able to move money. And, and of course, you know, well, the U.S. government is going to come know, for that. Most people don't understand that world right now, right? No, they don't. They don't. That's true. And the government's going to come for that. I mean, there's so much money there. And yeah, it's, it is scary. That's that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, OK, let's let's talk a little sports. Um, you know, my husband loves the did Masters. It, did AWS try to not allow chick-fil-a to use their i remember there was a story not too long ago maybe a year ago where i think it was it and again i may have this completely wrong as usual (laughs) the aid i think aws didn't want chick-fil-a to use their services for their cash registers or their you know their menu or internet or you know whatever their, their their um servers and and so forth that's where this gets, you know, very, very know. weird, right? So anyway. All right. Um, actually, I did want to ask you one more thing. What did you think of President, former President Trump endorsing Dr. Oz? You think that <laughs> <laughs> he got a lot of he got a lot. Trump got a lot of heat for I that. Think, I think it was known they were very close even before, you know, Trump ran for president. Um, so it's not a surprise. Okay. Uh, it's interesting, though, the Oz's main opponent in the Republican primary, uh, Trump endorsed him twice. So and he just said, listen, he goes, what made he tweeted this morning, what made Trump or to put out a statement, what made Trump the greatest president we've seen in years? Um, Oz is the opposite of that. So it's very you know disappointing that. Even though Trump endorsed me twice, he chose to change, you know, this time. So whatever, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, Do you, um, I guess my and I was going to ask you this. I, I think, mean, I think either Oz or I can't remember his opponent's name right now off the top of my head. I think they're going to have a tough time. So there's their opponent. I think is going to be Josh Shapiro, who is the former or is the Attorney General or was the Attorney General. Um, I actually like Josh Shapiro. He's he's. Um, I knew him in Philadelphia when I was there. Okay. Uh, he's very, I, I believe him to be very, you know, in the middle, moderate. He actually put out a statement this morning saying what Philadelphia is doing with mass is wrong. He goes, Oh, that'll get him a job, win. Our job should be to educate, which we've done. Our job should be to 
uh, you know, provide resources between vaccines, boosters, treatments, and and then let people make their at this point in the pandemic, let people make their own decision on that. And he doesn't believe he, he said restrictive mandates um, just hurt individuals and hurt people at this at this stage. So I thought it was interesting. You know, here's a Democrat running for governor who came out uh, quickly and said, you know, this is this is ridiculous. If you're a Democrat with and common I believe sense, he's tough on crime, if I remember him. Uh, when, when, I, so when. But yeah. I, my, my thing to you is, do you think the Trump endorsement means anything anymore? I feel no. like as we go along, it's meaning less and less. Don't you think we're do you think Trump supporters are as fanatical? You know, he just had a rally. Not a lot Here's of people showed think. up. Okay, And I can't speak for Pennsylvania, but I think in general. I think it matters. It could matter in a primary because, you know, and I don't know if Pennsylvania is an open primary where independents get to vote or not, but if it's only Republicans who get to vote, you know, listen, there is still a percentage of Trumping, Trumpers out there, sure, you know, sure. conservative sure. who love Trump. And in a tight race, could that make the difference in a primary? Yes. In a general election, I agree with you. I don't think his endorsement in a general election matters much anymore. I mean, there may be a few here and there, like depending on the state. But I think in a state like Pennsylvania, I'm not sure. It could actually hurt, too. Right. Well, that's so, what I almost wondered for Oz. I was like, God, I just don't, I don't know that that's a good move. Oz, right. I, oh, listen, think, so? I think okay. you're either in the Trump camp or not. OK. And, you know, I don't think it'll hurt. I'm not sure it'll help. OK. I think in a primary, it's like, OK. But in a general election, I think I don't think it helps as much anymore. Um, all right. Well, let's talk sports really briefly. Um, yeah. You know, very sad story about Dwayne Haskins oh, pa- passing just away. Terrible. And do we terrible. know any more details? It sounds like he was on a major highway. Had his vehicle. I haven't, I haven't seen much come out since. Uh, I read that his car broke down or something, and he was on the highway six thirty in the morning. He was hit by a truck. Uh, um. But I, I haven't seen much since. It. Just 24 years old, tragic. Um, oh my God, break your heart. I mean, the guy was obviously very talented. Uh, played yeah, for. Talk, talk about getting crushed on Twitter. Adam Schefter, who is the ESPN insider. Yeah, what did you think of that? He did. He when he he tweeted the breaking news, and his tweet was basically a criticism of Haskins. First, how you know the the the, the troubled former Washington commander, now Steeler, and he got crushed. Yeah. Like, that's irrelevant in this story, and I agree. And he, um, I mean, and the who's who of the NFL. I'm not talking about just other writers. I mean, Lamar Jackson and Mahomes, I believe, and a lot of the Steelers players and, and major stars in the NFL came out and crushed him. So then he retweeted it, but didn't didn't apologize. Like he he reworded it so it wasn't a criticism, and then he didn't apologize. And they got killed again. And if if a guy like Adam Schefter doesn't have the support of or sources and the support of players, it was tough. Like why you got to be you know. And it's not the first. He's had. He's not the first time. He's had another. um, You know. 
And Listen, $9 million dollars a year as an ESPN yeah. contributor. I'm like, no, I, don't, I don't know him, but he, he seems to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. But um, Very anyway, sad tragic, story. Tragic, tragic story. Yeah, I mean, just very, very sad. And it seemed like he was finally getting, you know, after yeah. leaving the, the Redskins commanders, you know, it seemed like he was really liked by the Steelers organization. He was the backup. It looked like he was probably going to be a backup in perpetuity, you know. But what a long career he could have potentially had. had. Listen, I think, you know, he's extremely athletic. I think he would have had a very long career as a backup. And then who knows if he got a second chance, you know, as a starter, who knows what happens. But very, very sad. It was so sad. Really hard to read that. Um, What did you think of the Masters? Tiger Woods came back. Um, Yes. You know, obviously didn't win the Masters. I don't even think placed in the top five, did he? Uh, you no, know, I- no, no, no. He, he, you know, he shot, uh, I think he finished plus 14, plus 15. Uh, but do not underestimate or understate, I should say, the magnitude of Tiger on okay. golf and the, um, the, 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 the amazing ability he has and, and, and him making the cut after what he went, he he hadn't he he hadn't played a competitive round of golf in 509 days when he oh, teed wow. it up at the Masters. Okay. He played with his son in that tournament in December, but that was for fun. Well, you know, it wasn't competitive. The guy goes out and makes the cut when people like Bruce Kepka. And I mean, Brooks Brooks Kepka and DeChambeau and others didn't make the cut. I mean, the Masters is extremely difficult. The conditions on Friday were terrible, very windy, chilly, tough to score. Uh, And, you know, he hung in there. He hung in. He was minus one on the first day. He was at the end of the second day. He was plus one. And I think he was tied for like 11th or 12th. Yeah, right, right. And With the start, he had yeah. a very difficult Saturday and Sunday. But, okay, I, the crowds were amazing. I, I mean, his practice round, I think, on the Monday or Tuesday of the week, like you couldn't see the – there were so many people. It's just a different sport to watch an event when Tiger Woods is in it. And eventually, listen, we're, we're nearing the end of that. He's obviously not going to play a lot of events. It's going to take him a lot of time to, to recover from walking the course and the mental and physical, uh, um, what it takes to, to, to play those four rounds, especially at a Masters, Augusta. Uh, you know, so if we see him four or five times a year, it'll be, it'll be great. Uh, but I, you know, I just think we have to appreciate the last – 25 years of tiger woods uh it's just does the sport like does golf have another they don't really have another big superstar right like him i mean they have a lot of stars but none like listen scotty shuffler who won it awesome awesome golfer okay seems like a super nice guy okay um couldn't pick but him no, out of he, a lineup. I got to Google him. Right. Okay. I mean, you know, I mean, you thought Justin Spieth could have been that, and he has struggled. Justin Thomas is fantastic. Okay. He's a cool dude. You thought DeChambeau, who's been injured and struggling now, Kepka, 
John Rahm, the Spaniard, um, you know, and obviously Rory. Listen, I think Rory. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, what happened to that dude? I, I think Rory is the closest, oh, in really? my opinion. Okay. Like, Rory shot minus eight on Sunday. Fans love him. Okay. He's an amazing golfer. Um, I, I think people root for Rory. Okay. Certainly no, to note not where Tiger, they did Tiger. But I would say Rory is the closest to that in our game right now. Um, you know, I think Phil, you know, yeah, obviously right, right. Phil's, Phil's had his hiccups the last, you know, several months with the PGA and some things he said. But I think there was a point where Phil was close, okay. certainly not there, but relatively close to the popularity of Tiger, maybe. Uh, no, but your no, your point's well t- well taken. It's just um, a lot of great players like Marcawa and and Zalatoris and. I mean, the, 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 the great thing about the game right now is, uh, you know, 125 people on any given Sunday can win, right? Uh, which wasn't the case 30 years ago. So uh, anyway, but uh, it was fun watching it. I wish it was a little closer at the end. But um, it, it was great. All right. One last question for you. Any updates on the commanders? You know, we know, obviously, ongoing investigations with Dan Snyder. You know, the re- their, that report came out now, what, two weeks ago, maybe about? Yeah, I haven't heard anything. Them allegedly quiet. having two sets of books. Okay. So nothing. Okay. All right. Wonder yeah, if it's been anything. quiet. Um, so speaking to the commanders, the, the further we get away from the name or them changing the name, okay. the commanders, the worse I think the name is. Really? Yeah. And I've heard that from multiple people. It's such a bad name. The commanders. It's just, it's just well, boring. Well, it's long to say. It's, it's long. The commanders. There's no short. There's no short nickname like, you know, the Nats or, you know. Right. The Caps or what are you going to call Like, I know. And by the way, the only short ones I've heard are not pleasant. <laughs> it's like you kind of want to say the commies, right? Like you kind yeah. of want to <laughs> It's like, well, they're not or, communists, or, well, but let's go. Anders. I mean, come yeah, on. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty terrible. Uh, yeah, just just a bad name. They had so many other, I think, the red tails for, you know, the the, the squadron of pilots. Yeah, because then you in, could call you know, them the reds. You could call them the tails. The tails you could call them... or, you know, the red hogs because, you know, they used to call them the hogs. Um Even, even people, I think, were liking the Washington football team, you know? No. I, no oh, one no. was like, it was oh, terrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who was liking oh. that? Come I thought on. our guy, Guy Lambert, said he liked it. Okay. Oh, uh, well. Okay. Shame on Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I might be saying that totally wrong, but I thought there was no, somebody I, online. That... Have, but no, I, that, that, whatever. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, how about, oh, re- real quick, last uh, thing for our, the, the Lerner family who owns the Nats said they're going to explore a sale. Really? Yeah, yesterday. That was the news yesterday. Why do you think that is? Oh, I have no idea. No idea. Oh, come on. Well, let's wildly speculate. I mean, usually these, <laughs> you know, I mean, because usually these families that buy, they like hold on till the death. They like pass them down yeah. through generations. I mean. I don't know. Maybe the what? values are way up. Maybe their their construction business is not doing great. I don't know. Ooh, They're going to make, they'll probably make, they'll make. A fortune, probably. I guess I don't know. Okay. Wow. But, yeah, interesting. So we could have a new owner in the in the Nationals. 
That is, I don't know. That's amazing because you usually just don't hear of many sales yeah. of you know they they, they they hold on forever. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, okay. Um, all right, Patrick. Anything else? Thanks, what else? Uh, I thought there was something uh, uh, about television oh. I was going to ask you, but I can't remember. Where, oh. where are you going to ask? I thought it was a show that maybe you and Kristen watched, and I was thinking there was an update about so, it. I told you we're into American Idol now. Yes. Okay. Okay. And, and uh, Kennedy Kennedy Jackson, seventeen year old, amazing, amazing singer, probably was going to be top two or three, maybe win it. Uh, so she performed last night, which was taped a month ago in Hawaii. Which, by the way, they're in Hawaii. Okay. Outside. All right. A month, one month ago, and everyone outside had to wear masks at the Disney Resort, except the bands and the parents and the content. It was like what? so embarrassing. So the band yeah. and the parents didn't have to, but everyone else no. did? Oh, give me a break. And um, and then when Ryan Seacrest came on stage, he stood six feet away from the person who just, it was just so embarrassing. Anyway, uh, yeah, so she performed, and we noted there was no number. You know how the you got to vote, call, whatever, text, blah, blah, blah. It was not on the screen and Ryan, they didn't go to the judges as soon as she finished and went to Ryan saying, you know, we just want to give you an update on Kendi. She's decided to leave the competition for personal reasons. And right at that point, Kennedy tweeted out her statement, uh, but no one knows why at this point. And, you know, hopefully it's, hopefully oh, it's, it's okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Everything is all right. It's okay. I mean, she's 17 years old. Who knows? Maybe. I don't, like people are saying maybe she got a music contract already, but I, I, my guess is that their contract would prohibit that. Was, I, yeah. I would think, I don't know. Hopefully it's nothing, you know, serious. Really yeah. It's bad. more yeah. like contractual issues. Yeah, yeah. That's what I wanted to ask you about is like who that person was and what, you know, nah. what the story was behind it. But it sounds like nobody knows yet. Um, I think, her, did I say her name was Jackson? No. Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy. Um, I, I don't think it's Jackson. Though. Here, I'll Google really quick. I know. I don't know why. I know it came up this morning on my news feed, and I was like, well, who yeah. is this contestant? Uh, Kennedy Anderson drops out of the competition. Anderson. Sorry. Drops yeah. out. She was the front runner to win it all, potentially, and has dropped out. Yeah. She was great. Great. Oh, I wish her well. Hopefully, it's nothing serious. Okay. Patrick, all where right. can people follow you? Patrick, GM, Fox 5, DC. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye, Sarah. Bye.